The following show contains spoilers for episode 11 of Survivor 41. Hello again. Hello again. Hello again. Hello again. Hi. <laughs> Look at all of us here. Greetings. Back for more Survivor talk here on RNG Show. Um, we're, uh, we, we're all here, including Jimmer this time. Isn't that right, Jimmer? Yeah, I'm here. That's, you sound just like him. Wow. <laughs> of course, well, yeah, Jimmer it, sounds well, yeah, of course like Jimmer him. sounds like Jimmer. What do you mean? What a silly statement. So, episode 11 uh, ahead of us to talk about here today. Uh, pretty, pretty solid episode. We have some ups and downs, some do's or dies. And I think the Ooh. the cool thing here is that, you know, last week we talked about the war rising up between uh, Danny, not Danny, Deshaun and Ricard. And we got a pretty healthy dose of that here without either of them just getting voted out at the end of the night. So uh, it definitely is kind of setting up for this fun storyline. Uh, we spend a lot of time kind of before the challenge with Deshaun walking around on his tour. And we spend a little bit of time after, but we spend a lot of time in this episode at the Tribal Council. Uh, have some good discussions there. And then uh, we have the do or die challenge that we'll talk about a little bit later on. But uh, start of the episode, I guess just to start us off, we have this kind of strange scenario where uh, last episode... Chantel's parting words are, uh, you know, praising Ricard and hoping he wins and then calling Deshaun out when, you know, really they've, they've kind of played a somewhat equal part in her going home. Uh, what do you think about Deshaun's sort of tour he goes on here around camp? Yeah, you can, you can definitely tell that he's like, uh, very, like emotional about how things went and he's not really liking the way he was cast in a negative light when he had to make that really tough decision at tribal that night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause, cause we spent so much time that episode seeing Deshaun like really work through that vote and like trying to come to terms with it. Um, and so I think he is totally not right, but like he is totally fair how he feels about the situation um, because he made it very clear that it was not an easy vote for him. And to be seen as a snake, like Chantel said, and if that's how everyone else sees him, then I do agree to some extent that that's unfair. And for Ricard to, like, get all the credit for the vote and mm -hmm. none of the flack for it is, you know, also unfair. Um, but, you know, there's also the argument that, like, that kind of thing in the long run could be better for Deshaun's game. Because if Ricard is playing this, like, immaculate perfect game where nobody on the jury hates him and he's making all these moves, then that makes him very clearly a threat and then maybe people will turn on him because of that mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely i guess an interesting scenario they are being put 
here in terms of winner contenders. Uh, and I totally understand Deshaun here feeling kind of slighted after making, you know, really like a sacrifice like that. Um, and of course he's going to want to talk about it to everyone around camp. Cause it's just what's on the front of his mind. Uh, and you know, it's, it's cool to see him to be able to get perspective on that and then go back around and kind of use it as a talking point as, you know, like asking, uh, you know, whether it's necessary or not, but asking like a little bit of forgiveness for like going too hard on the discussions and everything kind of gives him like a little bit of an in and really, you know, helps make him a little more human too. uh, uh-huh. you know, taking, one sort of like scenarios maybe a little much for the environment at camp and then coming back and kind of rectifying it um it's it's interesting trying just trying to get a read on how all of these people are feeling about Deshaun and feeling about Ricard uh you know we see Xander you know clearly say you know Ricard is the biggest threat out here and it seems like that is what everyone is kind of seeing um yeah and Deshaun definitely too is someone who you know you feel like it's probably hard to fully trust but he has been pretty reliable through the game so it it has really become a game of picking up the right pieces and I think the way they pushed the vote in this episode was a was a pretty solid breakdown here even if it didn't go in uh Deshaun's favor at least it wasn't him yeah um I think it's also interesting with Deshaun's like blow up I guess after tribal because he did mention in like um a confessional I think that like part of the reason why he did that on top of like the obvious emotions is like it is a way or an in to bring up the fact that Ricard is playing the best game mm-hmm. and just made this big move, right? And, like, you know, clearly putting the target on Ricard through this sort of, like, emotional, like, oh, why am I being called out here or whatever? Um, so if there's, like, there is some strategic element there, I think, at least according to, you know, what he said and i think that kind of dynamic is interesting mm-hmm. um i don't well, i mean clearly based on how everything went it didn't like change people's opinions i don't think but like you said everybody is at least adjacently aware that ricard is the biggest threat at this point mm-hmm. um, i think one of the more interesting sort of like deliberations in this episode was Erica trying to decide, uh, you know, where to kind of swing her vote to, whether it was with the, you know, getting out kind of the safer option, the easier option in Liana or taking the big swing for Ricard and getting out the big threat. And, you know, she was saying, you know, when you're at home watching, it's like, of course, it makes the most sense to get rid of the biggest target at every vote, but there is an element to, you know, being able to trust that person who's at the top because there's a reason there's there, like they are there. Uh, and I think that argument is kind of good here where there is a bit of comfort with 
the certainty of sticking with Ricard, even if he is the most threatening. Uh, you know, another note that Erica mentions is, uh, you know, either going with him now or uh, not, and whether that will affect her fate in the game. And I'm curious to see if that has a follow-up directly or not, because, you know, for most of the season, it's been Deshaun and kind of Danny, like, wanting to get Erica out. And that was kind of not present in this episode just because they shifted their focus to Ricard. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if they still went after Erica, how that would turn out. Because we still have, you know, apparently <laughs> Erica and Heather as a pretty tight duo. And now that the numbers are getting down there, um, that gets more and more dangerous. Because you have Deshaun and Danny together. You have Erica and Heather together. Huge threat. And if you're Ricard and Xander, you're probably not going to create a duo there necessarily. Yeah, Yeah. based on this episode, it seemed more like Erica and Xander were closer to being another duo, or I guess, you know, at that point being a a trio than Mm -hmm. um, Xander and Ricard being a duo. Because like Xander said, you know, he trusts Ricard more than, you know, Danny or Deshaun. Um, for the sake of the vote. Um, but he also made it very clear that he does recognize that Ricard's the biggest threat and we'll need to get him out eventually. Mm-hmm. So if you're the three of Erica, Xander, and Heather, you've kind of turned into the swing vote for next tribal council because it's unlikely that Deshaun and Danny will vote with Ricard unless they recognize that like Erica or and Heather are a threat together. But if a Deshaun or Danny or Ricard go home next episode, then it gives Erica, Xander and Heather all of the power in the game. Yeah, for sure. So I'm interested to see if, you know, how they play it. If we see a kind of a big, big threats alliance come together and it's a three V three or if, you know, Erica Xander Heather get to choose who goes home next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and talking about like their, this group, this, you know, trio, mm-hmm. um, and this episode's vote, it's, it's a vote that we've seen a lot, right? It's like the biggest set versus keeping yourself in power. And, this one was hard for me to like theorize in my head because mm-hmm. like, yeah, my first instinct is get rid of Ricard, but you're also giving up the numbers at that point. So then you have to think, okay, what's the likelihood that like Ricard wins the next immunity? Because that's like the thing. Um, Still and... pretty high. <laughs> yeah, based on how he's done in challenges so far, seems like it's likely enough to be considered. Um, and so, like, I, I think I agree with their decision here. And then going into the next episode, it really feels like they're just going to get rid of, like, Deshaun and Danny. Mm-hmm. So long as Ricard is safe. Yeah, um, and then Ricard gets a free win, basically. Yeah. 
But yeah, and it is, if at any with, point, it's not a you know with the final four fire making two. Uh, you know, it's just two more votes. Xander sells an idol to play at the final five, so it you can't really whittle down too much. You have to think about who you're going to try and keep for the fire making, because once you're down to four, it's like everyone is kind of at final tribal. Yeah, if anything, like if if they wanted to make any sort of play next week, they would have to both flush. Xander's idol and vote Ricard, mm-hmm. and then it would be basically an open game for almost anybody. Yeah. I kind of imagine like the way that Ricard would get out of here at this point is one of those, you know, all right, guys, he, 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 here's my ultimate plan episodes, which Survivor does sometimes. Yeah, I think yeah. just convincing that three to get rid of Deshaun or Danny first is ultimately kind of Ricard's path here. Yeah. Uh, so if they manage to, like, get rid of Danny or something. But, you know, between the three of them, especially, in, like, with Xander, Ricard, Danny, are all kind of the biggest immunity threats out there. And Ricard has definitely won the most. And if we keep doing the balance of thing on a thing challenges, then, <laughs> you know, it uh-huh. really is putting Ricard, Xander, like, at the advantage there. Uh, I almost feel like, and I guess you wouldn't expect it, but it almost seems like Ricard could just go on an immunity run here for the rest of the game. It's kind of within the realm of possibilities. Yeah, and that's the biggest fear for, like, the sake of the game for the rest of the season, is that, like, we have all this interesting setup where, like, the game is very open, but if ricard just goes on an immunity tear then he just wins and suddenly the gameplay isn't is kind of irrelevant and that would be really yeah lame yeah do you think there's any way i don't know, i just trying to look at the people i don't think they ever like turn it around on xander like they have the idol that they could try to flush but just with the way it's set up i feel like as soon as you start to say like hey we should vote for xander like, I feel like it just ends up getting turned around on you. Yeah. Because if you're Ricard and you say that, then you just go, like, you know, it eventually gets back to Xander. And Xander just gathers Deshaun and Danny says, you know what, let's just get yeah. rid of Ricard. And if it's the other way, Xander gets Ricard say, hey, let's get rid of Danny or Deshaun. Yeah. So Xander's probably set, you know, set for the next vote. He, he can play his idol he wants at Final Five. And then at Final Four... Uh, you know, he can either win immunity or win the fire making challenge. I feel like are both possible. Yeah, I have a really hard time seeing any situation where one of Danny, Deshaun, and Ricard don't go home next episode, because if the four of um Xander, Erica, Heather, and Ricard stay together for another vote, um, then no matter what, they're can get rid of one of them, even if the other wins immunity, right? Mm-hmm. And if Ricard wins immunity, then that's still kind of their their only option, is getting rid of one of Deshaun or Danny. And if Ricard doesn't win immunity and one of the other ones does, then it's between um, whoever didn't win it and Ricard. Yeah. It, so it to me, it just seems like it's going to be one of the three no matter what. Yeah. Knowing our luck, uh, it's definitely Danny going home next. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's knowing kind of how I feel is <laughs> how being fantasy set goes. Up, but like, 
I'm still trying to figure out where Heather fits into all of this. I because I'm, like she I doesn't really just ex- take Heather to the final tribal and but like she but won't the player win. perceive her as a threat. What? I'm players... really expi- excited to see like the start of the finale episode where Jeff just goes <laughs> through the players and their accomplishments throughout the season <laughs> and gets to Heather and what the hell does he say? Which is why I feel like it almost makes sense for Heather to go, <laughs> right? Because, you know, with Ricard, Xander, Erica, Deshaun, Danny, that's a pretty solid finale bunch there. But yeah. when you have Heather, you know... Well, you know, what does Jeff say about her I'm, game? I'm sure the, the script writers are on top of this. Oh, no, no, sure that, there was that one time, that one challenge where yeah, even though she lost, yeah. she persevered. Uh, so, you know, within the gameplay, it makes sense to just sort of drag Heather to the final tribal because, you know, she but won't like, get any votes. They, they, keep say, they keep saying, like, the contestants keep saying she's a threat. <laughs> yeah so you know erica's never gonna vote against heather but you know i don't see any way that you know like deshaun danny and ricard and xander vote against heather it just doesn't make sense yeah so in because if they're not because if that group isn't going to get together to vote xander there's no way they get together to vote heather so is Heather just guaranteed a spot at the final tribal at this point? I think so. I think so, yeah. Like, there's no point in putting her into the fire challenge. You think she's, you know what, guys? I, I'm not that good. I'm going to duck out. You guys have fun. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I, just I, the I didn't theory. I come on Survivor the... to win. I came here to have an experience. Y'all have fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the theory in the back of my head. Like, why would they edit her so rudely? Oh, it's because she quits. They, the, the producers hate anyone who quits the show. Yeah, so it's just, like they you know. gave her a good moment, you know, kind of in like that one episode. But it's just been nothing. That was not a good moment. That was such a... <laughs> rude moment uh, they tried to spin it positively in a way they, uh, they just used her to tell a story i guess yeah. but other yeah. than that i you know like it just doesn't make sense if next episode's entire boot is about her because i feel like there's no interesting way to spin it anymore unless they're all just like yeah we should just uh get rid of heather now because it wouldn't be as exciting as like all right here's the big plot to get rid of to Sean or here's the tragic decision to, you know, get rid of Danny or something like that. Like it's just, the edit has been so dismissive of Heather that I, I just don't <laughs> see how the players interact. So looking on forward, you know, just trying to guess at this, like maybe Danny goes out next episode because if he makes the, final three it seems like he would be in a really good position to win because he's been playing a very straight game and he's very likable so if he gets there it feels like he would probably win right so maybe danny goes home and then we're left with deshaun ricard xander erica heather and then uh like ricard wins the final four immunity and sends deshaun and Erica or Deshaun and Xander to the fire making challenge. Yeah, it would be Deshaun and Xander, I think. And then Deshaun yeah. goes home, and then it's uh, Th- that's Erica, Ricard, Heather, fire or final three. 
if like Xander gets voted out at some point, but I don't see where Xander gets voted out in the finale when there's five of them. Because we have six now, so it's a five-person finale. So it's one vote, and then it's immediately the fire-making challenge. Yeah, what would happen is Danny goes next, uh, Deshaun wins immunity, the three want, or the four even want to get rid of Ricard, and then Ricard tries to scramble and get it onto Xander. And then Xander goes home, and then Ricard, or anybody, uh, Wins the final four immunity, puts Deshaun in Erica or something. Yeah. Right? See, because I, you know, I, you would love to see Ricard, Deshaun, final three. That would be a really epic, like, final tribal. But I feel like it's much more likely Deshaun just, like, doesn't quite make it. He goes home at the fire making, and then Ricard just kind of, like, rolls his way through the final tribal with Erica and Heather. Yeah, because basically, looking at the lines, it. Seems like if Ricard is ever in Final Three, then Deshaun isn't. If yeah. Deshaun is ever in Final Three, then Ricard isn't. There's no like, there's no in the Venn diagram, right? It's two <laughs> separate circles of possibility. Um, unless where... one of them wins fire making. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 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 Fair. Um. There. There is always that chance, but in terms of like decisions that they can make, it always. It's always like if Deshaun is not safe, then, you know. They're going to push for him. If Ricard's ever not safe, they're going to push for him. So we're and thinking the next two the votes are some combination of Xander and Danny. No, no. I think the some combination of Danny, Deshaun, and Ricard. I think. Okay. I think other than his like immunity win this week, Danny doesn't really have that big of a resume. So he could he could mm-hmm. kind of be like a sleeper, you know. Hmm. Same with Heather. Like, um, Heather has even less of a resume than Danny. So, I feel Danny is somewhat safe-ish uh, because he Danny has a similar resume to like Erica at this point. Like, mm-hmm. like those three are the bottom, where Deshaun, Ricard, and Xander are the top half. Are the players? Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know, it 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 could go a lot of ways. Yeah, it's a really interesting combo of people we have left. Where trying to leverage the, you know, the gameplay and the editing of these people, but even ignoring the edit, you know, Heather has not done a lot in the uh, game. Da- yeah. Danny has been pretty solid in that top alliance, but it is now sort of crumbled. Uh, but otherwise, you know, he's just been a kind of solid person around camp. I think that's kind of the thing with Danny. Uh, he's had a very strong social game, but he hasn't made the moves to really set him apart from the rest of the group he was in. So I, <laughs> I feel like, you know, looking at the group here, I think the only final three Danny wins is Erica and Heather. But even then, I feel like... Like Erica could still win that. Erica could have a you know pull on all these swing votes she's been a part of yeah. and all these like schemes. And Heather's a huge threat. <laughs> so yeah. I just don't know if Danny wins. <laughs> Heather would have Nasir's vote. <laughs> I I feel Danny could depending on his performance in the last yeah the next couple. Yeah. Um, but it, it yeah it's all it's all up in the air at this point. Um, 
So, you guys want to talk about episode 11? <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, I guess we'll talk about lot, the It's episode. been a lot of speculation, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, sure, so sure. we want to talk about the uh, immunity challenge, where we no. balance the thing on the no, thing? No, no, no. You want to talk about no. the twisted in the immunity no, no. challenge? No, not yet. No. No. Okay. Where, I want to talk about, once again, we are speedrunning. I wouldn't say winners at it, but... We were speedrunning the characterization of every single person in this game. You know, we had Deshaun with his really emotional Chantel vote. We had Ricard talking, you know, having this, like, heroic moment where he's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm, you know, hard of hearing. And then we get that cool, like, editing moment where, you know, we, like, zoom in on the mouse or whatever. And now we have Danny's episode where he has this, like, really emotional, really revelatory moment talking Mm -hmm. about his dad. And I think, yeah, this is... awesome moment to see because like outside of just like you know tv and drama and whatever this is like a cool human moment of like a person of us just seeing a person overcome something that they had been dealing with literally their entire life and that's awesome that's super cool to see my only like disappointment with it is that i wish there was some context to it before this episode because imagine if, like, you know, we had heard about this uh, conflict he's had with, you know, his relationship to his father earlier in the season, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, however many episodes later, we get this cool, you know, shift, this cool moment. That would be like... See, but it it really wasn't on his mind until the day of the anniversary of his father's passing, though. Like that that's that's what caused it to come to the forefront is like this is the day right right that that is a good point because yeah it, it's also entirely possible that he just literally never mentioned it ever so like you know yeah nothing they that could do about the it issue with reality tv storytelling is that some arcs come out of nowhere in real life uh-huh. <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, but, it almost yeah. feel like Survivor doesn't trust us to uh, tell a story over <laughs> multiple episodes yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times sure. those stories don't really even last more than a day or two, <laughs> like, within the <laughs> camp, usually. But I'm, I'm glad yeah. that Danny had this, like, big moment of reflection, and it culminated in his victory at the immunity challenge. Mm-hmm. Which even at the start of the challenge, he ha- I, I anticipated he would have an advantage because he was the only one with the underhand grip. Well, and it it, it just <laughs> there, there was a couple, was, was couple flip flopping going it, on. It looked a lot easier. With yeah, the well, watch, grip. watching the episode, we tried to game this out. What the best way to do it is. Uh, yeah, I called upon all of my the, the <laughs> physics classes I had taken, and I'm like, okay, if you have gravity going this way, and then you if you're going upper hand, then you you have like forces here and here. If you go underhand, you have forces here, and, here. and it's just like so we uh, ultimately you know, doing all the calculations. We ultimately thought that underhanded probably made the most sense, uh, and yeah. in the second second section there, Ricard was doing it underhanded, and then he and, switched back, and yeah, and Xander and, and Danny were doing it overhanded, and we're like, okay, okay. underhanded. And then it showed Danny flip. I'm like, oh, he, you know, he caught on. But then Ricard flipped. I'm like, ah. Yeah. So I I think that maybe one under one over would work well. 
No, because no, no, because my first thought is that you start spinning <laughs> <laughs> like a ship wheel, right? <laughs> my uh, my thought would be like something to consider is you know the, the specific muscles involved in the overhand versus underhand grip might get fatigued between runs. That could runs. be, yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's when true. you so when you, you get that little break, anyways. you need to switch. Yeah, that could make sense. Or you just push your palms into the handles and you pushed together no. at the no, very abs- side absolutely not that would be horrible you just sandwich the whole thing yeah for sure i i i will say i think in the moment if you can do like the first round one way the second round the other way to like test both before mm-hmm. the very last section to get like an idea of what you would prefer i think that is just objectively the like best yeah. rat which is what ricardo ended up doing where it seemed like he was just going to try both yeah. and then picked whichever it, one his, historically uh both winners of this challenge now have won with the underhand method Ooh. so danny was overhand at the end though no he was he was underhand at the final part i don't think he was but i could be wrong it, it, whatever either way the other thing, now since we're talking about the challenge, going in before it even Ugh. was a challenge, we get we get Jeff uh, functionally threatening the survivors' <laughs> lives and <laughs> basically saying, "You can do or die. You can choose to either compete in the challenge or not. And if you do compete, if you're the first one out, then you get taken out back with Jeff and his shotgun." And no, you know, it's a revolver. Down. You play Russian roulette. True. Yeah. Um. So this this twist is ridiculous, and I Disgusting. hate it. Yeah, absolutely it's awful. terrible. Yeah, it, it's really bad. Like uh, I, I think <laughs> what came across my mind the moment that Jeff introduced this twist of I, I guess we should explain it in in actual game terms. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> basically, what happens is if you're the first one eliminated from the challenge, uh, you have a ch- you have to play a game of chance. You don't know what the game of chance is at this point in the game, but you have a game of chance of just going home without a vote, immediately eliminated. But you have a small chance that maybe. You do win, and you stay in the game, and you're and immune. You are you are immune that vote. Yeah. So, uh, but but immediately, what came to my mind is like if I was playing Survivor, I would be freaking pissed if I went home this way. Yeah. And I, oh, I'd be yeah. kind of disappointed if like my biggest rival went out this way yeah. too. Um, yeah. But from the general consensus, like the audience obviously didn't really like it. Players in in this game, as well as past players chiming in on Twitter, actually seem to have like positive opinions on it, which kind of really kind of surprised me. So my one thing with a like pro of the twist is how it affects the challenge, because normally when things are when Jeff asks if you want to compete in in any challenge or not, um, it usually comes down to, like, food early in the game, and then later it's, like, advantages and stuff. And so, like, it does create a situation where 
you really have to consider whether or not it's worth playing. And I think that that's at least an interesting question for them to think about. This was the Um, exact opposite. It was like, is it worth not playing? Right, right. And I think that that is at least interesting. I think think the weirdest part about this is, generally, I think for most players in the game, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Fine, you're going to say something? Yeah. This season has, like, so many twists and things that are just kind of messing with the fabric of survivor mm-hmm. i think they're they're trying new stuff that just kind of breaks the nature of survivor and this idea of another a, a new way a new way of someone going home without even getting a vote it feels rough but you know for this season yeah I'm not yeah, it's, surprised. It's interesting. And it's definitely not the worst. It's definitely not the worst they've done. <laughs> and abrasive sure. from a like a long term fan standpoint. But it's I I think it I I, I might have been the, more upset with it if the result had been different. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And here's the here's the other thing. While people are upset about this whole twist. It still got such a dramatic yeah, result yeah, it, it did, that everybody is talking about it, and TV. people are happy. <laughs> so th- the producers are going to like this yeah. and going to keep doing these shenanigans. Yeah, and so it's really it's really frustrating because I, I do completely agree that things like this just completely go against the like fundamental way that Survivor works as. It, it kind of removes some agency from the game itself. It removes like almost all of the agency yeah. <laughs> in in you know not not to the point where it actually does because or because it's a random chance you still have to work towards yeah. a vote anyways. So like it doesn't take away that social strategic aspect because you still have to set up a vote, but the fact that that can just be thrown out the window and completely irrelevant by literal actual rng it's just it's not <laughs> i feel like survivor i don't want to lean on the you know losing your vote thing but i feel like that maybe could have been a better sort of result here is they're either immune or they lose their vote because then there's still a chance that everyone's like yeah we should just vote them out now uh and that happens but i feel like i would rather that than just instantly going home because at least you have a yeah. chance for like your you know your alliance to stick up for you or for them to still target the biggest threat and not just yeah you instantly go home end of episode the end yeah you mentioned targeting the biggest threat and i i've just realized a very weird thing about this twist is that it's basically the weakest player goes home twist mhm kind yeah. of sort of because like there's the that weird part of the twist is obviously like whether or not you want to play the game and part of considering your answer to that is can you not be the first one out and that's why liana and heather set out because they were like we are not gonna win this challenge so it's very likely that we go first and we would rather not and i mean that that's the other thing right because the only thing you have to gain from playing this is the possibility of immunity so if you don't think you're going to win win 
then what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you win the do or die, then you're immune for the night. Yeah, but that's a random game of chance <laughs> that they they did not describe going into the challenge that, that you had no clue what it was going to be. And that's yeah. scary. And this also is something else that, like, if I was on Survivor, I'd be metagaming at this point. I'd be like, so, Jeff, what happens if we all sit out? Yeah. <laughs> what if one of us sit out? What, what if only one of us plays? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been funny if one plays. They, they simultaneously <laughs> get immunity and the random chance. And they have to do the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So... Should we so we go to tribal and talk in a little more detail about this do or die thing that we have? Yeah, I think I yeah. think kind of a meta level. I'm wondering if there was some like subtle hinting, uh, just to like beef up the drama but not make it like completely unfair. I wonder if Jeff kind of like was glancing at the one that Deshaun should pick, and he he because he's like something's <laughs> telling me it's this one. Uh, th- th- this is complete speculation there's there's no telling but i'm like w- it i wonder if that there was some of that at play just just to like ramp up the drama behind the scenes or like for the camera but probably not who knows yeah so so fred tell us about this uh this game here <laughs> right so we get to tribal and um fast forward to the do or die and jeff takes out three boxes and says wow sk- skipping all the important social we'll commentary ba- yeah, we'll get back to it we are on this this do or die thing right now money making game <laughs> and he says in one of the boxes is a flame and you get immunity the other two boxes is a skull and you, you get shot and <laughs> you know first of all die. this is worse odds <laughs> this is worse odds than I thought going into it. I thought at worst it would be like a coin flip 50 50. Yeah. It, it was like a it 33% chance is crazy low for this, how, how drastic this is. Um, so, but. Deshaun, yeah, but Deshaun <laughs> picks a box and Jeff, you know, reveals that it's the Monty Hall problem. Shout out to Xander for bringing it up because I did not remember what hey, it was called. Hey, guess what? We're on another CBS game show now. Welcome to The Price is Right. <laughs> True. And <laughs> me, the math guy, a math major, realize this and go, you have to switch. Yeah. You have to switch. You have to switch. You have yeah. to switch. It's the solution to the Monty Hall problem. You switch every single time. And... But- by the way, Sorg, Monty Hall was the host of Let's Make a Deal. Oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, <laughs> what, whatever. Close enough. It's close still, enough. They st- <laughs> the, the premise is still active in, in The Price is Right. I, we all believe you. But Deshaun does not switch. And my first reaction is that, oh my god, I don't want him to go home like this. I want this to be, you know, the flame, and I want him to be safe. At the same time, I want him to lose because he picked the wrong answer to a solved thing. (laughs) And I was very upset. And so, but he ends up being right, which is great for the game because, Jesus Christ, if he went home like that, come on. Um, And uh, for for, for quick maths for the people in the audience. uh, So when you pick your first box, you have a one in three chance of picking the the good box, meaning the 
there's a two-thirds chance that the remaining boxes have the the desired item because the host is removing one of the remaining boxes that is undesirable. Yeah. So so you know that the the two-thirds chance then condenses into the other box that you switch into. Yeah, let's uh, let's play this out. Let's play this out. Okay. So if someone goes to the draft tab on our spreadsheet, don't click on don't click oh, on them. But I've put three white rectangles here. Uh, <laughs> so so oh, someone gosh. someone choose a rectangle. I have, don't click on them. Oh. Don't click on them. Oh, don't cl- don't click don't on click. them. Oh. Because uh, I'm gonna pick the last one. Because it'll show. Okay, so flying flying's up. Okay, so we'll look at the last one here. If it's an X, then you die, and if it's a O, you do. So, so for the Monty under... Hall problem, you you would show me one of the other ones. Oh, I do. Or yes, yes, well, that's the whole I thought point on the of the show. Monty that's the whole thing. Show, you didn't. Okay, so I no. show you one of the other ones. No. <laughs> What? Dude. Wait, hold on, Toon. Do you understand the multi hole problem here? Uh I guess. Did so. you watch the show? Well let me let me scramble these up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so while he's doing this. No, I I, I got you, I got you though. Okay. Most of this is gonna be edited. So out. so, so Toon, here's the No, thing. I know, I know. They don't pick, don't lecture me. Go away, go away. <laughs> Flying. And you Flying. reveal a little Yes, hello Tune. Yes, hello Tune. What's pick up? A box. Okay, uh I'm gonna go with the middle one the this middle time. Middle one, and then I reveal one that's not the winner. Yes. Yes. Okay, the one on the right is bad. Okay. So I know that this box that I had when I picked it, there was there there was a, a two and thirds chance of it being well, one third, one third. No, no, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> no, 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 I'm going this opposite way. There's there's two and third chance that the box I picked was gonna fail me. Yeah. So like, that's still those odds haven't changed. So I could switch to what would be one third chance of gonna fail me. Um, and I think I would. I think if if you're giving me the offer, I would switch over. Okay. So you originally pick the middle box, then you're switching yeah. to the left box, and you win. Yep. <laughs> what a successful Monty Hall problem that had no shenanigans whatsoever. Except <laughs> this this switch didn't happen for Deshaun. Deshaun he chose to commit. Yeah, Deshaun rocked it. Yeah, and so he and it's so much more dramatic, but so much more payoff. It's it's just incorrect and it frustrates me because i feel like i feel like most of the people watching this episode would say to stick with your gut right because that's just like a i don't know the first thing people think of i feel like superstitious or whatever right 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 and so you pick a box and you're like this is the one in in my gut and then if you switch people be like no stick with your gut but like it's just it's just incorrect and like again, I'm glad it worked out, but it, it shouldn't have. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel the, about the, it. This happens at the end of Deal or No Deal all the time too. Like people commit to theirs and then end up with like four dollars. Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. That's a perfect example. It's it's just always correct to switch. You literally have a one in one hundred chance that to one, pick but, the good one. But in this case. It was not correct if he would have switched. I know. And, it, you know, I put myself in that situation and recognize that it's the money hall problem. I always switch because 
if I'm gonna go out, I'm willing to go out on st- statistically the correct mm-hmm. answer, right? I'm fine with that. But obviously, in retrospect, it's like, yeah, of course you would want to stick to the right one if you picked it. <laughs> but like, but I, I, I mean, I as a person would always, I would have to switch, and I would be okay with going out on, on that. Mm-hmm. But thankfully. Deshaun gets to stay. Yeah. So since we're tribal, uh, is definitely worth you know talking about the kind of big discussion we have here, which has been you know really relevant all season, but just bringing you know the discussion back up about what it means uh, to a lot of these people to be playing the game, uh, and you know I think it is really nice to have this all on the show and you know i'm i'm not just saying too active on like reddit or twitter for this season about how people have been responding to various things but uh you know from my point of view i think it's really cool for survivor to continue to explore the human element of the game uh because that is i think ultimately what's more interesting in the end than the strategy is seeing how the unique set of individuals you've brought together uh, interact with each other and how the context of the world uh, influences them. And, uh, you know, being on Survivor sort of gives them a voice to get to a lot of people who may not have had a chance to hear it otherwise. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. I thought it was an absolutely beautiful moment and uh i i was sitting here watching it uh in a group call with friends on discord and i'm just like man this is deep and it's like very ironic that like i'm sitting at home uh just on at my desk you know uh wearing an absolutely obscene shirt and like getting emotions (laughs) to this and uh the viewers won't know but i'll post what shirt i was wearing in the discord it for the for you guys if you're curious (laughs) i am so curious (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and i'm just like the the absolute like dichotomy of this situation that i am living right now like sharing this moment with people and like witnessing this on tv is just insane and it 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 made me feel very strange (laughs) yeah yeah it was amazing yeah i do think it is super super cool to see this kind of perspective like talked about so um bluntly i guess it's just very like straightforward yeah you know there's no like we we've been seeing these conversations come into survivor a lot yeah. recently but i find that this specific conversation we had last night was the most honest yeah, in a way it was, it yeah. was very raw very human and it just was like th- this is people you know mhm and it was like it is it, it was crazy to watch because it suddenly felt like the game was just gone right suddenly it felt like every everyone in this group was 
a group. Yeah. Right. It no longer felt like there was these alliances. We were, they were just talking about this experience as a group of people. And I think that that is like part of what made it so cool. It's like, there's this very clear distinction where, you know, suddenly the, the game doesn't matter because there are, there's so much more out there that is, you know, so important and, and aspects of survivor that are so much, more impactful for you know the the audience the world and you know whatever you um whatever collective you want to talk about then you know just winning yeah and we saw little bits of it with Deshaun uh specifically talking about the Chantel vote um because of this you know sense of community that he has with her and what that community means for um or how important that community is for something like Survivor and, like, getting to the end with this group of four. Um, and then to break that up is, like, a really tough decision um, and not something that, like, you know, I could really understand. Um, and to see somebody, like, go through that as an individual is really cool and for that to come to a head with this bigger discussion is also just, like, it's just it's awesome and i think that these kinds of conversations in a show like survivor are really important yeah absolutely which is why it's really weird when we just have this like do or die game looming (laughs) right yeah i'm like when when they suddenly like switched gears to that i'm just like this feels very strange it really feels like Jeff should just be like, you know what, guys, let's have, let's take the night off, <laughs> no vote, yeah. <laughs> just go home. Yeah, no, we're 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 still part of a show here, and despite all of the 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 conflicts in the background, all of the r- relationships to culture and 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 all the things you have to struggle through in in this game, uh, it still keeps yeah. going. We still keep trucking along. I I feel like that conversation would be very good to just take out and put out as like its own thing. And like for people, nobody listening to this podcast probably isn't watching the show, but like people who may watch Survivor on occasion, but not like keep up with it. It would be very good for them to see that as well. See how like the 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 difference in like the real life situation in influences and impacts the game, and then uh, how the game impacts their feelings about the real life scenarios that they live every day. You know, and I feel everybody had great things to say, very constructive, very amazing and heartfelt things to and they shared a like a, a beautiful moment together. And I, mm-hmm. I I think that's just one thing that you could take out of this season, honestly, and just share with people. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because I think even, you know, for people that don't watch Survivor, this kind of thing just being you know, on such a big popular TV show is, like, a big deal. And, 
you know, should happen more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even completely out of context, like, yeah, I think it still has, like, it is very important. It still has a ton of impact, even if you know nothing about the show. Because um, if you relate to any of these, any one of these people, um, then it's like, you know, something that can affect you and change, you know, how you view other people, how you view your own situation, whatever. And that kind of thing is important. Yeah, no matter where you come from or no matter, uh, like, who you are as a person, there's I, there is something that anybody and everybody can take away from this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, like, putting the do or die challenge aside, this this episode has been my favorite one of this season. Yeah, it it honestly, like might be one of my favorites in a long time yeah it's and... it's got like the the great moment with danny yeah. near the start mm-hmm. it it takes um what do the math like seven minutes out of the episode to highlight this conversation but between all the players and it also has like some really good uh like photography yeah. it has, cinematography like, good shots yeah cinematography that's the word yeah, and it's, the, it's the, like... <laughs> the transition into the immunity challenge? Was, was that the one that was, like, through, the, like, the cave coming out into the ocean? That one was really... No, that, but that was a great shot. It, yeah, in the in in the bit of uh, figuring out who to yeah. vote out. Uh, the transition was zooming out from the ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like... They they definitely had their A game on in the the production of this episode specifically. Mm-hmm. If only the rest of this se- the season was like this. <laughs> I know, and that's what I was going to get into, right? Because I completely agree. This episode across the board is fantastic. Even the like strategic conversations and questions, while not like entirely unique, are like just you know good classic Survivor, and I'm you know happy to see it. Um. Did you but, did you guys watch the the bonus scene from this week? On, oh, oh it's, no. is it the Xander one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's oh, so good. I did watch the dude. It's great. <laughs> um, but like seeing an episode this good across the board makes me wonder, like, why has the rest of this entire season felt so awful? <laughs> right. I, I feel like part of it is pushing the players to this point and like getting this specific dynamic to land at this specific point you know uh there there have there have been like nods to a lot of the things covered this episode but except for you know like the 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 whole danny thing that kind of came out of the blue but Mm -hmm. uh everything else was pretty well like touched on earlier in the season but not in depth like it was today or yesterday yeah i guess i just like i don't know it just feels like this episode had so much going for it yeah and so many of the other episodes this season had nothing and i can you know 
forgive a like slow pre-merge right because you know yeah it's the pre-merge and whatever and like i can forgive you know some slow episodes if they set up like a payoff and that's fine but it just felt like so much of the rest of the season was missing so much beyond just like being set up for this payoff because if it is all meant to be you know set up to these last three or four episodes as the payoff then i don't think that i would say it did a very good job of that i I don't think it's Um, really like formatted as a setup i to that i think it's like they took snippets out to kind of show that uh there there are these dynamics in the game with um like from the beginning with the the 50 percent poc cast at the start like that was a brilliant play you know um but it, it it wasn't really building towards a payoff. It just kind of organically happened with the people that we have currently and last week's vote out, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. It's, it's been an interesting kind of division of the storytelling here, right? Because n- normally if you look at a lot of seasons, it's kind of like a, you know, like a hero's journey type of deal where you have your protagonist kind of face against you know whatever challenges come up and through humanity and strategy they end up winning but at this point you know that was Chantel and she's gone now and who we have left it's kind of just sort of picking up the pieces Um, and I love 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 everybody left in this game like they are all amazing it's a good cast. Yeah, I mean, I've I've loved the cast basically since the beginning. Yeah. And that was part of why <laughs> the first huge section of the season was so, felt so, like, disappointing was just that when you have such a great cast across the board with so many unique perspectives, it felt like we just threw all of that out the window and then made Chantel the only person. And then that was it. And then now we're here. Yeah. And now we, we have to, you know, we still, again, still have a great group of people. Don't get me wrong. But it just feels like we got through, you know, the Chantel arc. And now, now what? Now we have to rebuild a, like, a winner from what's left in the last, like, three episodes. And I just wish that we had more content and development from these people yeah. earlier well, and over a longer period of time than what we have. At the very least, you know, they still have a little bit of time to do it. Um, looking back at the cast, you know, through the beginning, every, you know, not every single person, but a lot of the people who got voted out did at least have, you know, some sort of story to go with it or some sort of presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe they've just been waiting for the end to, like, really uh, pull out the full story for these people. Because other than, you know, Ricard and Deshaun, really, we're just, you know, missing a, a greater context. You know, we got a good story moment with Danny and... I think we've gotten something from Erica, but you know maybe they'll have something good for us still in store here. 
Yeah, we got a little bit from Erica on the episode where she had to stay the night, the two nights on the island. Oh, mm-hmm. right, right. So it's it's just little like little lore drops throughout the season <laughs> so far, and instead of what might yeah, be typical. Yeah, and there there's a time constraint, you know. Yeah, but if if we have a five person finale, it's definitely less than. Uh, the sixth person we normally have so i'm curious to see what they end up doing with that because mm-hmm. like yeah i i recognize that you know time constraint and what content you actually have from these people and all that but then i have to question okay but then why was all of it Chantel <laughs> up until this point like if if you know they could have still had like Chantel be the main focus without you know, I feel like without foregoing most other people. I feel she was the most interesting character through the majority of it. And, like, that's why she had to get voted out. Because, like, she had a lot of focus on her. Like, not in the edit, but, like, from the tribe. Mm-hmm. Be- because yeah. she was such a threat, had built this giant alliance... That was all basically on riding on her back, honestly. I I feel like it was the only way to take that, so they might as well spend a little more time of the edit on her to show her rise to power and fall from grace, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that that's a good point. Cause like if because obviously we're looking at it through the perspective of there's probably more going yeah. on and the edit is just making it like this. But yeah, you do have a point that if Chantel is like, you know, what she is portrayed as this, you know, head of the alliance, this, you know, running the show, uh, super personable, has all these relationships, then like, yeah, yeah, it would make sense that it ends up this way. Also, uh, her on the jury for this, uh, for this tribal, she was rocking those hoop earrings. <laughs> it is always fun to to see them look like all cleaned up yeah you know what they would normally look like as humans so i feel like it's worth mentioning here uh, as well that liana is voted out in this tribal council uh xander uses his extra vote yeah i don't think he really needed to do that yeah wasted i think it makes sense especially you know, we ran through a bunch of scenarios earlier. I don't really know how useful the extra vote yeah, would be that's true. going for unless he's voted out like next. Uh, it seems like he's kind of set up in terms of the numbers from this point. Also, on. I believe this tribal <laughs> was the last time to use the shot in the dark. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They didn't really they play that no. up, did they? They referenced it a Jeff, couple Jeff times. Jeff mentioned it, and then we got a like reaction shot yeah. of Nasir going. Oh, oh. Well, you think then Liana would use it? But, but if Liana if Liana uses it, then that's one less vote for Ricard, which could have saved her if people voted on the online with her. Yeah, like I feel I so. as strong as the shot in the dark has the potential to be. It's also very bad if you know you're in a position where you need it because you like yeah. on the small chance that your vote 
could save yourself. You know? So ultimately, you know, that would now that we've had a full season of it, you know, was the shot in the dark a flop? Is there good potential for future seasons? Obviously it didn't work this time around, but it didn't it doesn't feel like it's a uh, like a good enough option versus having a vote. Yeah, I feel if they like raise the odds on it from one in six to like maybe even one in five, you know, like maybe it it sees some use. Um I I feel like it's something interesting just to leave in the game and have that option, but like rarely have it see use ever. Yeah, I think since yeah. nothing really came of it, I feel like they definitely bring it yeah. back. They probably do. I have mixed feelings about it because even if it doesn't have much impact on the game as a whole, when I think about like game design in general, just like as a concept, adding a bunch of unimpactful things just complicates the game for no reason. Yeah, but and I, I think that, like, somewhere down the line, two, three, four seasons from now, somebody's going to be on the heavy bottom, you know? Like, um, like a, like a six-to-one vote or something. Throw it out and suddenly be safe, and it's going to be super hype. But those situations are very, very, very niche. Yeah. And I don't... And I, yeah, I agree. It, it, it's good drama. Yeah. But it depends on what you value. Right? Because, like, yeah, it is good drama in that kind of situation. But thinking about it as, like, not a constant factor, but, like, something that always has the potential to just completely i i don't know cuz cuz i guess part, the the other part of it is that you don't have to do anything yeah right with with an idol you have to find it with other advantages especially like how we've seen it uh how we've seen advantages given out in this season you have to give something up right mm-hmm. and when you just have this potential you know immunity for doing nothing i mean obviously like giving up your vote but i'm talking like for somebody at the bottom it just feels i don't know yeah it it's not like jeff has been playing up the aspect of luck this season like luck has been a very like new concept to the game and it doesn't really fit the mold of you know outwit outplay outlast in the in the traditional sense yeah but if if there's going to be more luck based mechanics going into further seasons of this game i feel it's a welcome addition it 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 might just it it feels weird you know yeah, because I, I I think about, like, card games, right? And I think about, like, RNG as a thing. Mm-hmm. And generally, I'm of the mindset that RNG as a concept creates variance, and variance is good because it keeps things mm-hmm. fresh. But there's always 
an extent to where when there's so many different layers of RNG or so many different layers of factors um, that it loops back around and becomes uninteresting because there's so many different things that it's, you know, unreasonable to really be able to factor in all of them and play around all of them and manage it. And obviously I don't think that's, you know, the point that we're at right now, but again, when these kinds of like constant factors are added, if they keep adding these types of things on top of the like high amount of regular advantages that exist, you know, it becomes this, it becomes less and less of a game that people are playing and more like they are just at the whim of the numbers, you know, the RNG. I can't believe that RNG show is finally talking <laughs> about. Whoa. Whoa. We've done it. We've come full circle. Can we talk about name? Can we talk about a different set yeah, of numbers? I was sure. on all this numbers kick. Uh, so last episode, we have decided to have the Flame Pog Empire and the friends we made along the way combine into one team Conglomerate. called the Empire we made along the way. Uh, the challenge here is for Blockbuster Definition, who has been leading in the points so far with uh, me and Jimmer at the helm, uh, to kind of twist things up, see if uh, this new Empire can... Uh, keep pace above us and can we catch up to them while they continue to earn points um, now last episode there was a difference of 67 points and not much has changed I do want to mention however though uh, that although the empire we made along the way is made up of two parts um, the friends we made along the way officially lost their last player Liana this episode so everyone that Fred and Soaring drafted is now out of the game. Oof. Yeah. If if there was going to be one of our groups that uh, lost all of their players first, yeah. not not that surprising. Could have called it from a mile away. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate. It happens every season. However, they every were season. able to give their last two episode points <laughs> to the Empire. <laughs> that, uh, is a, that is a good point. From here on out, though, uh, the empire we made along the way will be uh, really relying on the flame pogs to make a difference. And me and Jimmer are just going to have to try and earn as many points as we can. Uh, this episode did sting a little bit. We didn't get the immunity challenge points again. But, you know, we are four points closer than we were last episode. Uh, it'll probably be small again next episode, but the finale is kind of where we... Uh, get to see this all shake out. Also, we are rewarding Deshaun for like succeeding in the do or die challenge, yeah. despite like despite it being losing the immunity, immunity challenge yeah, to get into it's it. Something it's... you know, he could have gone home instantly, but he didn't, and I feel like it's worth giving him something for for that. I do yeah. agree, and it, like it, it is a little lame because again it's not he didn't do anything he just picked a box and then made the wrong decision on top of picking that first box 
So, you know, <laughs> I especially am like, I don't like giving points here, but because of the way he wanted, his position changed. He won a challenge. Yeah. I am willing to give like, you know, advantage find points or, or something like that. Like two or three points. I get it. Yeah, we gave him we gave him two points, which uh, lining up with our rules is winning second place in an immunity challenge. Is that your goal here? Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. It was kind of like ta- like we've had taking a risk yeah. and using the shot in the dark also at those point levels. So extra two points for Deshaun. Uh, three points, Xander did play his extra vote. As a reminder, extra votes uh, do not ever earn successful advantage points because it's too up in the air, arbitrary, uh, and a vote and save from Ricard. Danny gets the immunity win this episode. So it comes out to 10 for the Empire and 14 for Blockbuster definition. So small movement in points there, but uh, the stakes continue to rise. Uh, next episode, just from the start, uh, Blockbuster starts with twice as many points, eight versus four. Uh, with a rising chance of you know winning those immunities, and if there's an idol up for grabs, maybe somebody finds an idol. So, plenty of ways for this to go. Yeah, I can you, I can be excited about. You two don't points. watch the uh, next time. I didn't. Uh, I don't know. We can. I I feel like I can be excited about earning points again without necessarily having to brag about it. You know, it, it is fun for me. It's fun to see if we can reach this new goal uh but you know not not too much there to i think really really go over i mean the empire at this point just has danny and heather left um heather who's just heather, gonna sweep the yeah, season I, mean, I, I think either and... of these two could definitely end up in that that third place final three spot if danny's in the final tribal he really could mm. get second place too and those are, you know, all points that could be taken away. If you have Danny and Heather in in the final three, then it definitely makes it a lot harder for for Blockbuster to uh, kind of make it on top there. So we'll have, you know, one more episode to look at next week, and then the finale will happen. Yeah. Uh, also, just while we're here, I want to mention that the uh, game within the game word scramble is officially over we have 11 different words we've made uh this week's was you know pretty pretty well pretty well difficult what was I'd the, say. What was the puzzle the puzzle was million yep. dollar mistake Their mistake right mil mil ian doll are m- <laughs> is steak or something yeah yeah <laughs> I don't think they know how Rebus puzzles work. Uh, and the word scramble was search. A little bit of a tough one, but... Chaser. So, now that we have all the scrambles, and we have one week of game within the game left, do you think it will use these scrambled words in any way? It's using the letters. <gasps> hmm. Oh. That's, that's a good theory make one big sentence so all of the letters throughout the thing will will make one big sentence i think that search is a clue that we're doing a word search next week i don't know maybe Ooh, 
that you know that actually i i could see it wouldn't really be a a rebus puzzle anymore but who knows what what if the game within the game is just a word search and just next episode the camera moves past <laughs> just this grid of letters <laughs> yeah uh jeff did allude to a twist in the game within the game Ooh. in involving the letters yeah, th- themselves. There, there was no spoiler there was no spoiler in the jeffism this okay week. yeah so maybe maybe we <laughs> write down what all these letters are here and yeah see what we can I, do I, w- I was thinking about it but it's a lot of work and i'll probably get to it sometime in the next week to try and figure something out <laughs> all right mm-hmm. one, one thing i want to mention about this whole game within the game is that you know as i'm pretty sure all of us have gone through like a survivor binge of old seasons right thinking about what it would be like to watch this season years from now and see these wacky little puzzles (laughs) show up out of nowhere and they're definitely not going to archive the website. Right, oh, and so you go to the site for like and another it work. season. Like, would you have to choose between forty-one and forty-two? Is the forty-one just going to be gone forever? Yeah, probably. Oh. And so I just think of these. Like, I put myself. You know, imagine watching your first season of Survivor, and it's like this one, right? And there's these just weird little puzzles. And I'm like, this is such a weird thing to put in your show that's supposed to feel kind of like timeless i guess to an extent but whatever cool uh how do we transition from timeless to uh wrapping up the credits here this no one isn't timeless this podcast (laughs) 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 that's true that's true Uh, um i disagree all right i don't think anybody has anything else to say about this episode we've talked about the upcoming episodes a bit too um so, in that case, uh, we're just about done for this week. If you want to go listen to any of other our other episodes throughout past couple seasons, it's at rngshow.com. Thanks to Mango for editing this episode, of course, and always. Thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. Uh, if you want to look at the spreadsheet that we're talking about, uh, you can go to rngshow.com slash 41 the uh the game the benny hill game is no longer there but you can probably do that on your own if you want Uh, (laughs) and we will be back here (laughs) next week um additionally next week uh will be the game awards and a couple of us are nominated for a couple different categories so (laughs) uh, if you would vote for us in in those that would be awesome goodbye goodbye see ya peace So, so Benny Hill, the Benny Hill theme <laughs> is that song. And recording. <laughs> 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 <laughs>